Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. I'm Micheline Malouf. And I'm Nadia Desi, licensed therapists and host of Getting Better, Stories of Mental Health. Join us for discussions with Megan Trainer, Chris Bosch, Rebel Wilson, and more. From discussing motherhood to immigrating to general mental health, our guests are awe-inspiring. We all struggle with the same things, so let's talk about it and destigmatize them. Find our new podcast, Getting Better, Stories of Mental Health, on iHeart, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Still living in 2021 and manually taking notes? There is a better way. Start the new year with otter.ai. Automatically get meeting notes. Otter.ai works for virtual meetings like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, and Google Meet. Sign up on the web for free or download in the app stores. Otter.ai. That's O-T-T-E-R dot A-I. Every year, compliance regulations change thousands of times. And every year, ADP makes thousands of seamless platform updates so businesses can focus on everything else, like running their business. Grow stronger with ADP, HR, talent, time, and payroll. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passions, and that's what I'm going to do for you when you listen to Money Making Conversation. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life will present to you. The Money Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to you as a listener about career and financial financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. My next guest is a true young rising star in Hollywood, and I'm a big fan of his talents. He's an accomplished singer, dancer, and actor. He first came on my radar when he starred in the movie Slight, but that was one of many movies he has been seen in, such as Collateral Beauty, Detroit, Crystal, Candy Jar. Box office hits include Ride Along and The Maze Runner. Now you can see him every Sunday night starring in season three of Showtime's original series, The Shy, where he plays the character Emmett Washington. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Jacob Lattimore. Hey, <laughs> hey, Jacob, like hey, Jacob. When I was saying your name, man, I had to start laughing, man, because that character, man. <laughs> oh man! Can yeah, I? Can I, 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 I Jacob, can I trust him, man? Can I trust? Can I trust Emmett? 
Nah, man, can't trust them. <laughs> but, they, but that's a that's the beauty of that character, the frustration of your mom. But let's talk about your career, man, because you've been in the game. You're a young guy, and uh, yeah. successes came your way. And a lot of people, uh, my my career as a producer, writer, manager over the years, I've had a lot of success and still having success. And seeing a young talent mm-hmm. like you come into the game, can you talk about how you got started, Jacob? Yeah, well, um, you know, music ran in my, you know, runs in my family. Right. My dad and my uncles, uh, you know, sing gospel music, and Kenny Lattimore is my cousin, my grandfather, and my uncle Joe, rest in peace, who you know had their own group mm-hmm. when they were younger. Um, so I just grew up in a house full of musicians and singers, right. and uh, I was always, you know, just hearing acapella and. And just I was absorbing so much as a child, and then uh, I would see you know performances and music videos and limos being uh, parked outside to you know pick up my dad and my uncles for them to go to L.A. when they were signing MCA in the mm-hmm. early two thousands. And I was just I just seen this lifestyle. I was just like, what's this? You know, right. and I want to do it. Right. You know what I mean? And, uh, but you gotta have a talent uh, to do it, though, Jacob. Gotta have the talent to do it. Exactly. So, so I was just. I, I was a job and I was I started practicing, you know, uh, as early as six years old. Wow! Got, got into the studio at nine years old. Right. So when you when you, when did you realize you had the talent? Because everything's cute. You know, you're a young kid. You know, people. He's right. cute. He can dance. Dance for the song, mommy. Dance for the song, Jacob. Come on, come on. And then all of a sudden, right. you realize he has uh, he has a gift. When did that realization yeah. come on come come to you and the people surrounding you? Um, I think it was uh. It was more so like, I think they seen how serious I was taking it beyond just, um, you know, just wanting to sing. I feel like I, my, my uncle brought up something really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounded like something I would say. He said well, I was about seven or eight years old or something like that. And then my uncle was like, hey, Jake, little, little Jake, you want some McDonald's? And he said that I said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, nah, uncle, um, uh, I, I got to be on stage and, you know, I'm about to do this artist thing. So I got to watch my figure. I can't eat McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he said he died laughing. He was like, what? Right. He was right. like, your figure. Right. And I was just like, and for me to know that I love to work out so much and I like to, I like to generally stay in solid shape. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I was like, I don't remember that, but it definitely sounded like something I would say. And I just think that I just took it so serious I was, I was waking up rehearsing on my own and i was studying so many different performers and and and, and listening to so many songs the temptations movie was one of my favorite movies and uh b2k was one of my favorite groups i was just in front of the television just absorbing so much of the entertainment uh of it i was just like i think i think they were just like let's put them in the studio Right. Let's, just, let's do it. Right. And, um, so your education was, was just your just your life, right? Just watching your family, watching people around you being successful, realizing that, you know, that's an option. It yeah. was kind of like you were mentored by the opportunity because, you know, if, if mm-hmm. your father's an engineer, you might watch how he goes to work every day. You become an engineer of somebody who seeks higher education. Exactly. Exactly. As, as a child, you absorb, you know, what your parents are doing, the lifestyle they live in. And you sort of you know, either you fall in love with it or you don't. But I, I just happen to really, to really fall in love with it and uh, and want to do it and and also just take it to the next level with my acting career and 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 dive into so many different other things. So it was, 
it's it's been a huge blessing. I think, you know, my family's real proud just to, you know, see me like squirming around in the living room, dancing and singing all day. So, you know, my my grandfather said, Man, you didn't really dance and shake yourself into a career. Like, wow. <laughs> you know that sounds like, that sound like a grandfather statement, right? Boy, yeah, boy, he, you yeah, made some about yourself. Yeah, yeah, he didn't he didn't yeah, he, he always say that too. You know, he like they always repeat stuff. So right. <laughs> he say it all the time. Yeah. It's dope. Well, you know, that that's really it. You're a good looking guy. So how did the dancing come about? I got the singing and then that and if you're a good singer, sometimes you can transition to the acting. How did the dancing became mm-hmm. a major part of your portfolio? Oh, you know, my dad got real good rhythm and my mom actually used to dance too. Right. Um, when she was young. So uh and then I just, I don't know, I just fell in love with, like, dancing. I don't know. I think I, I started absorbing myself uh, around dancers, too, when I once I got to Atlanta. Right. Uh, I started going to these, like, dance competitions. It's, uh, it was a thing they were doing at this club. It was called Dance Invasion. And right. young kids would be battling, and, you know, you just absorbed around all these great dancers here in Atlanta. And I just started making friends with them, having ciphers, having dance battles, and just being around dancers, you know? And then they were like, yo, like, and I was taking classes every now and then, but mostly it was just like, Natural. really just, just being around them, man. Yeah. Like everything, every, like everything I wanted to do, I just put my mind to it. And I just, I did it. You wow. know, it was, it's been, it's been dope. Well, you know, the great thing about, I was speaking to Jacob Lattimore, one of the stars of the incredible uh, Showtime original series, The Shy. Uh, it's a, it's a family show. It's a community show. It's a, sometimes the, uh, the realism of the series can uh, make you angry, make you wish mm-hmm. the characters would do something differently, and you you root for people, then they then they fail you. But but I want to move back a little bit when I first saw you in the movie Slack, yeah. when you played the magician, uh, street magician, yeah. and that uh-huh. was a starring role for you, Jacob. How, yeah. You know that's a lot to 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 realize talk about that opportunity yeah. how it was presented to you and then the whole process of taking that 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 knowledge that this movie is you're starring in and you have to carry the weight of this movie yeah it was um actually you know i didn't, I, didn't, I don't think i thought about it that hard because i think my second film uh black nativity was so the schedule was so heavy and mm-hmm. I, uh, the, the amount of scenes I was doing, you know, next to like Forrest Whitaker and like Angela Bassett and, and memorizing all these big oh, that star power, that star power put pressure on you right there. You just said too yeah, many yeah, so stars. <laughs> yeah, that experience alone was so heavy for me. And uh, so by the time I got to a film like Slight, which I filmed Black Nativity for about a month and a half, I filmed Slight in two weeks. Really? Which was yeah, yeah. Slide was an independent film for right. like, uh, two two hundred and fifty grand. You know what I mean? Like But it was, it was real... fantastic, man. I I'm yeah, yeah. telling you something, man. I'm waiting on Slide too. It, it was that good to me. And the characterizations and the emotional it was it was what I'm saying is that two weeks, man, that's a lot of emotion and range that you showed in that big screen. Yeah. Op- date to uh, debate right there. That was amazing what you were doing, man. And it was just two weeks, and that's how independent productions usually happen. They don't have the budget, the catering, or the crew to mm-hmm. hang around. And usually say, "Hey, man, look, I'm gonna squeeze this in my schedule, but this ain't my real money." And that's how. But but it, it allowed me to see you as a as a, a really brilliant young actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. It was it was incredible. You know, um, I was out in L.A. and was so was so. 
funny about Slight, Slight was the only film that I had booked that year. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of stressing out, man, to be honest. Like, I was auditioning like crazy, and I was getting a lot of no's. You know, it was just like, you're a star, but we don't feel like you're right for this role. And like, I kept getting that that answer. Like, yeah, you're a star, and Jacob's a star, but it's just, I don't know, he's maybe too cool for this one, or like, maybe he's too much of a star for this role, because mm-hmm. I was auditioning for like, you know, the, uh, like the, the, the second role for uh, next to the leading role. And they were like, well, he probably outshined the star. He's just wow. a star, you know, I was just, and I was like, man, come on, man, book me in a movie. I'm trying to work, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, so, uh, that's, that's, that's where my mind was. And then, uh, I remember, uh, we took slight to Sundance the top of the next year. Mm-hmm. And then I got a phone call saying that I booked collateral beauty with Will Smith. Mm. I flew to New York two weeks later, worked with Will. After the Will Smith movie, uh, they said, uh, you're going to work with William H. Macy um, Mm. on this independent film called Crystal. And then after that, I booked Detroit. So I did those three films in one year after a a year prior of just barely working, you know, because Slight was only two weeks of that year. And... uh, (laughs) So I was like, I was really just stressing out, to be honest. But how did you that, maintain? That was, how did you? Was it did family play a role in that? Did your faith play a role in that? Being able to overcome that frustration of people saying, "What they, what they know you're talented, but hey, we're gonna pass on this one." Rent to do, checks to do, checks aren't coming in. Food needs to be in your belly. What's going on right there? Yeah, honestly, man, um, I ha- I was staying with one of my my best friends. I actually, just saw him a few days ago. His uh, his name is Dexter Darden. I, I stayed out with in LA with him at his apartment. He had like a guest room and bathroom and I was just sort of renting out. I was paying him monthly and I was just like, man, you know, I'm coming out to LA. I want to audition. I just want to get out here and grind. And then, um, yeah, like he was really, really supportive. He's like, you know, a really good friend of mine. Uh, we actually met on the maze runner set. Right. He actually plays, he plays fry pan mm-hmm. and, uh, and maze runner, all three maze runners actually. And, um, yeah, he's he's like a really supportive friend because I was away from my mom and my dad. I really wasn't. That was like my first time really being out on my own. You know, I was it's almost like going to everywhere. college. It was like going to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was out there on my own. You know, so um, I just had a great support system, even with my friends. You know what I mean? I was choosing my friends wisely. I was choosing, you know, I was choosing to you know call my family and just let them know. You know, and they were giving me a lot of. Um, just encouragement. And I just always knew I was going to book something because I feel like even though they they were saying no, they were saying I was a star, which which felt good, but I was just like, man, I need some work. But right. I just knew something was going to come and I knew the right role was going to land. Uh, and I just knew a lot of people saw something in me. And, I, and my agents were like, look, this happens all the time. Sometimes it could be yes, it just does. a year of no's. Yes. And then like the next year could be just full of work. So, and oh, be ready. That, 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 Hollywood is to, is to be ready. Be at that, that, that start line. Being at, at when they say go, be ready. That's what Hollywood's all about. It can be frustrating, but it also can be. Oh, it can also can be like, wow, this is why I want to do this. And one of the movies you played in was Detroit. Detroit. When I look at the civil unrest now that we all are experiencing now and during this time of pandemic, you know, you did that. Of course, you did that movie prior to the George Floyd and all the situations that are with Breonna Taylor and all these things that. Have been going on on a regular basis. Now, mm-hmm. Talk to us about. Did you? When you do you look back on that movie now and think about what's going on right now in the uh, in the world today? Not only just in the U.S. but oh. the world gen- in general. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, um, you know, we we thought we thought that film would really obviously I think the longevity of it still speaks volumes, but we really thought it would go it it would it would blow up much bigger than it did. You know what I mean? Because we were touching on something so so relevant. But I think the the reality of it was no one really wanted to go to a movie theater and see something that they seen on CNN every day. And uh you know, and it was just like it was hard for people to watch it, man. It was like at the time, it really was hard. I'm mean, gonna tell you that. I watched it at the house. Yeah. It was difficult because yeah. it was the truth. It was the truth. Yeah, yeah. People were like, man, I need a cigarette or I need a drink. You know, people were leaving the the theater, and I was just like, I was like, wow, like it's and and people come out crying. They would come out and hug us, and it was uh, it was really emotional. So the impact was was so dope, and uh, just to to know that film still speaks volumes and been speaking volumes over these years. Uh, and, and it'll speak volumes after we're gone and after our careers are done, you know? So I'm happy I was able to get a film like that under my belt. And I, I, I usually try to do a variety of different films. Well, you do, you know, and uh, the, 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 the ability to be able to go from, you know, cause Maze Runner was a sci-fi, you know, and then you had a, you know, Ride Along was a comedy and Detroit was just dramatic. And then of course, slight, a true starring role to me, that was to me, that was the movie that said it for me as a fan of Jacob Lattimore. I became a fan, Jacob. I'm waiting on slight too. Can you do a GoFundMe or something, brother? Something, something. Man, you- you know what's so funny? I actually reached out to the director, um, and I was uh, uh, JD Dillon. I was like, "Hey man, what you what you think about a slide too? He was like, "I just don't know if I'm interested." And wow. I was just like, <laughs> "Wow!" He was like, he was like, "I just want to do I want to do something different with you, man. I just want to do like something different, you know." He he said, "I'm working on this different film. I want to send you the script." Okay. So I think um, for him, it was slight was like a, a step for him and you know, a phase for him. Like he, he, he created a, a story, but I think, um, I think, yeah, he just, he just loves what we did already. Absolutely. And, uh, I think, I, 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 yeah, yeah. It's finally here, the season of celebration. And no matter how you celebrate with family and friends, whether you're preparing for Reyes Magos or Karamu, lighting the menorah or going to midnight mass, Kohl's has just what you need to make those traditions special. Plus you'll find gifts for all your loved ones. Send warm wishes with cozy fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. Or treat them to everyone's favorite activewear from top brands like Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide committed to the health and well-being of our communities. No matter how you celebrate, when you shop at Kohl's, you're right where you belong. So this season, give with all your heart with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com. Whether your event needed one room or an entire conference center, Hopin has revolutionized the way people come together. With Hopin, you can host a fully-fledged digital meetup complete with one-on-one meetings, hands-on sessions, and expo booths. And because everything is hosted in a single, easy-to-use platform, it can be as big or small as you want, remain convenient for anyone who wants to attend, and give you access to data you never would have known otherwise. Visit Hopin.com to learn more and get started. 
Still living in 2021 and manually taking notes? Start the new year with otter.ai to generate automatic notes for meetings, interviews, or lectures. With otter.ai, you can search the meeting notes, insert images, play back the audio, and share them with your friends or coworkers. You can capture action items, remember meeting details, and keep everyone informed. Otter.ai works for in-person or virtual meetings like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, and Google Meet. Sign up for free at otter.ai or download the app for free. Otter.ai, that's O. No argument. I'm just as a producer, as a guy who looks at a talented person and I see how sequels do well. And I see this is a it's a lot of things could have come out of that series or a, a Netflix series or, a, you know, a yeah. weekly series. It, a lot because it was just that good. And it was just that personal. And you were, and you yeah. play a young character, which I felt was relatable to what's going on right. in, the, in the Marvel Universe right now. But but, but right now, yeah, yeah. right now you're starting in the shot. How did that come well, about? And this character, I'm going to tell you something, man. I don't know if I, um, I if, if I was your big brother, I'd, I'd hit you in the chest. Dead center in your chest. <laughs> yeah, man. And act until you get your life together, boy. It ain't in your pants. <laughs> your life ain't in your pants. It's in your head. Above you your shoulder. That. So tell us how that you character came about. How you your audition? Um, honestly, man, it was... Um, it was, I, I think I auditioned maybe three or three times. Right. Uh, w- once was on tape. Then I flew out to LA, um, had, it was like maybe four other people auditioning for Emmett. And they were kind of throwing us in and out the room with different um, actresses that were going to play the, mo- the mother role. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met Yolanda, who who's casting now, and I was seeing her and then. I just didn't know what was going on. I just wanted to go in there and just, you know, be myself and have a lot of personality. And, um, you know, luckily it came out my way. I think uh, we got right to work and I just, I fell in love with it. It was like, you know, I felt, I really, I was really nervous to be honest because obviously um, different Chicago projects hadn't really like nailed, you know, the city. You know, they didn't really, a lot of people didn't, you know, uh, appreciate some of the prior projects that were about Chicago. Right. And I was just like, man, we gotta, we gotta be dope. We gotta mm-hmm. be fly. We gotta be fresh. You know what I mean? I was, I remember you right down the road from, from you right up the road from Chicago, Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that and that was the beauty too, you know, to just like be able to, you know, work where my family could kind of, you know, drive and come mm-hmm. see me too. It was, right. you know, it's only an hour, about an hour. And Absolutely, day, I lived in so Chicago drive, five years. So. Very familiar with Chicago. We're gonna talk about that a little bit. But you know, the beauty yeah, yeah. of this, when you say keep it real, like I lived in Chicago five years from twenty twelve to twenty sixteen, and uh, and you're right, you know the. Uh, the uh, Chicago is an amazing city. You know, it's a very yeah. you know, summer is a very violent city. A lot of people aren't aware of that. I don't know what happens to black people up there, but on the major holidays, they seem to want to shoot each other, and that's sad. And and and, mm-hmm. and it's captured in this in this series because there's a lot of hope, but there's a lot of tragedy. Talk about season one, season two, season three. Has your as your how your character has developed each season, Emmett? I call you Emmett, but I know you, Jacob. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I think we we definitely seeing him grow in areas, um, and then definitely see where his weaknesses continue to be. You know, what, what is his weakness? Uh, what is his weakness, Jacob? Women. What is his weakness? Women, women. The women. fortune teller told you. 
What's your weakness, Will? He said, he said, your niggas the boy. I said, what? When, I, when, I first, when we had the table read, I said, oh, my God. I, was, I can't believe this lady just said that. <laughs> right in front of Tiff. Who played yeah. your girlfriend as the mother of your child. One of your children. One knew, of your children. I knew, I knew once we shot that, it was going to go crazy. I was like, oh, my goodness. This scene about to go wild. Right. Right. So, right. Um, it, it, what's so dope about the shot is that I'm able to dive into it, keep diving into a character every year. Like, you know, with Slider, like other films I've done, I only had one opportunity. Right. You know, but with shot, with the shot, I just keep I, every year I find new ways to be Emmett, you know, and bring out, you know, his personality, his swag, and and dig deeper into, you know, who Emmett was or you know who he is now. So it's just, um. It's, it's really fun. It's really fun. I it, feel it's like a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, Jacob, because, you know, like you have this is acting, man. This is a gift that you have. See, you have this. It's like it's like a, a kid getting caught sticking a hand in a cookie jar. Look that you have, you know, like what's, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's the problem? What's the problem? That what your problem look that you have mastered. Is what make your character work for me because you keep getting into trouble after trouble after trouble, right. and it's all like it's always like with your hands out. What's wrong? What's the problem? What's the problem? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, it's just it, it's it's so fun to play to play him. I feel like it wasn't until I played the shy where I feel like I impacted uh, people on a different level. I, I think I think I've I've played some really incredible roles, but. The shy has really um, made a stamp on the culture. Like when I walk down the street, people don't even call me Jacob; they call me Emmett. They call me Yeah, I was <laughs> I was in Cleveland not too long ago, um, out there getting some education on some stuff, and then like I would stop at a gas station or stop at a restaurant, and they'd be like, "Yo, yo, yo, where Keisha at?" You know, like it's just. Well, you know, where, where, where you where you know where you know, Jacob. Let's be real now. You know yeah. that Emmett character is a highly sex charged character. So I'm sure people look at you from a lady's perspective yeah. from a different angle now. No, yeah, it's definitely been different. I think I even think a lot of people just now realizing that I Emmett is Jacob, which is who is me. I'm just like. And like, I just realized Jacob, I'm seeing a lot of these tweets now. I'm just realizing Jacob Lattimore is playing Emmett on the show. I've been watching this show for two seasons. I didn't know that was Jacob. And I was just like, I'm like, well, I must be really in it then. Cause <laughs> well, you, well, you know, the thing about, here's the, here's the interesting thing about our relationship. You know, like, when I'm, I've been doing my main conversation a couple of years. And when the show came on the shy, you know, they was, they was told to bring, you know, let's get Jacob on your show. Just get him on your show so you can interview him. And I'm glad I waited. Uh, we just couldn't connect because talking about your character now is a really great opportunity because the beginning of the, first of all, this season, they brought on some great additional cast members. My, my, my boy, Luke James. Oh my God. What he's yeah. doing in that character. Yeah. Candy Burroughs. Wow. She's nailing it. Nailing Thank it. You. And then Lil Real, yeah. you know. Zeke yeah. playing the character Zeke, so bringing comedy, yeah. but you know how he does it. He can play serious, but actually he's so funny that it comes across like a joke every time he opens his door and right. mouth. And so, right, exactly. And that's that's what you're saying when you when you got the chance to play against Will Smith, you know Angela Bassett. You bring on all this additional talent. It causes you as a talent to step up your game as well. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think you know that's the beauty of having a great cast. You know, we all can 
help out each other and uh, motivate each other to do to do better. And that, it makes a great show. And the, you know, as long as the chemistry is amazing, um, we can always we can always make a scene work. You know, so it's it's been it's been a blessing. Okay, let's set the stage of where you at with the character. Again, brought on Lala Anthony. She's your supposedly uh, business partner, but we found out last night she's a little bit more than your business partner, sir. And then you have yeah. Tiff. Y'all living at the home with your mom on the sofa. You know, Tiff yep. sells. She kind of she hadn't got a license yet, but she kind of sells weed. That's the way she brings money into the household. And so then right. you have these other characters that are out there. Keisha, she was she was being held captive by this crazy guy in the basement of his home. You have Ronnie out there trying to redeem himself. But the season opened this year, which you are uh, in tears, which I thought was an an amazing moment when I see an actor able to deliver an emotional yeah. moment like that. Tell us how you you know because you were that was the that was the that was the funeral moment at the opening mm-hmm. scene of the season. How did you yeah. get there emotionally to deliver that type of moment in the opening, the premiere season of the third season, premiere episode of the third season? Gotcha. Um, honestly, I'm a crier anyway. You know, if I feel like crying, I'm a crier. <laughs> don't say, don't uh, say it's easy because I'm a crier too. I'm a crier too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'll cry. I'm like, yo, it's time to cry. I'll be back. You know, um, uh, I think for me, I had just lost a cousin uh, earlier that year. So I was, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't too long ago that I was, you know, at a funeral mm-hmm. and, uh, it just kind of hit home, you know, for, for me and my personal life. Um, and just, I think the energy of a funeral, the energy of the casket, um, it's just, it's strong, you know, without just being there was just, alone was just, um, uh, I've never been a pallbearer before carrying the casket to the, to the, to the car before. I just, I've never, I've never been in that position so uh to feel that weight of the the casket to be that close was just it, it just felt all too real to be honest right and uh i just let it flow i let it flow and i think you know the director was like let's just let's film let's get it let's mm-hmm. get it they're, mm-hmm. they're in it then mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and everybody had tears you know a lot of changes were made i think that was just that was kind of sad too to be honest i was just like man you know um it's just so much, so much change, and uh, it just felt so real. But it felt like we were all growing too at the same time. So um, that's how I tapped in. That's just well, it, 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 it played a major role for me as far as uh, this whole series. When I, you know, the name of my show is Money Making Conversations, and I always bring people on to talk about how they run their business or how they plan their business. And when I look at your character, Emmett. You know, catering. You you did the opening catering, and you 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 got everybody to bring from different stores, and they wind up ordering pizza at the wedding. And so, (laughs) you you make as a young startup business. If I had to use you as an example on my show, you make all the mistakes. Your character Emmett makes all the mistakes. Is he ever going to get it right, or or that's revealing too much of the upcoming episodes? You know what I always learned just in business? Yes, sir. Double your rate of double your rate of failure. Double your rate of failure because in the end you gonna know you're gonna know all the mistakes you made and you're gonna be successful. So I think that like Emmett is really human right now. I feel like he's like business wise, I feel like he's he's I, I feel like that's the only area he's really grown in, to be honest. Like Absolutely. That's what I'm excited about it, Jacob. That character because yeah, yeah. I'm rooting for it bec- but then when you had the moment with Dom, that just like Come yeah. on, Emmett. Please. Right. 
But I, I think like for that, that is like that's a separate thing, right? I feel like maybe he hasn't really developed into maybe you know one a man, like a responsible children. man. Yeah. Yeah, responsible man in a relationship. But I feel like when it comes to when it comes to business, I feel like he's wrapping his head around how business goes, how how to market, how to brand something, how to put pieces together, how to be a leader. Um, you know, if he doesn't know how to cook, okay, I'm gonna find a chef and I'm gonna there you go. run the run the cash register. I'm gonna, you know, uh, you know, oversee things. So I think he's growing in that area, but obviously women is just I think is always gonna be a, a challenge. A weakness for, him, for this young brother. That I will hit in the chest and say, come on, Emmett, step up, yeah. step your game up, get it right. Now, earlier yeah. in that conversation, you said that it was really important that this particular show about Chicago got it right. Because yeah. other shows, hey, you know, black people complain. That wasn't us. You know, it was a poor portrayal. Yeah. What do you feel? Yeah. The, the Shy, which is on Showtime every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. What are you guys doing right on that show? Jacob, that makes me excited. I, I can tell you, but again, I'm a fan. As an as, yeah. a, as an actor, as a guy who's in the streets, people re, are re, re, responding to your character so well. What are you guys doing right about the characterization of Chicago in this? Um, I think just touching on real issues, uh, you know, missing young women, um, gang activity. Um, I think that, you know, we also just touching on just real human beings, like real relatable situations that not only just maybe go on in Chicago, um, but like maybe that go on in other hoods of the country. You know what I mean? So right. I think that um it's it's finding a way to relate to Chicago but it's also finding a relate to relate to the the whole world. You know, and uh if the language is right, I think Lena's just so tapped into, you know, the media and what's really going on in the streets. So right. um you know that and that's good to have. And a lot of the writers are from Chicago. That's awesome. Well, I'm telling you something. I want to take you. I want to thank you for taking the time to come on Money Making Conversation. I'm gonna tell you something, Jacob. I'm a fan. Any any product when your song when you drop your song or you're doing anything out there other than the shot, please come on the show. I will promote it. I got a nice social media following over a million. I newsletter over ninety thousand fan club members. I just want to bring on the show, introduce you to my fans, and let them know how real you are, and and keep winning, my man. Keep winning. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. Be safe now. Thank you, there. Bye-bye. Uh, if you want to hear more episodes, any episodes of uh, Money Making Conversation, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Or support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide. Give with all your heart this season with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com. Still living in 2021 and manually taking notes? There is a better way. Start the new year with otter.ai. Automatically get meeting notes. Otter.ai works for virtual meetings like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, and Google Meet. Sign up on the web for free or download in the app stores. Otter.ai. That's O-T-T-E-R dot A-I. 
Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council.